You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Just from last Sunday, Psalm 97, verse 10, just to round it up. It says, you who love the Lord hate evil. You see, you begin to know the intensity or the genuineness of your faith when you can separate. You can't love the Lord and love evil. Whether it is done against somebody or it's done to you or it's done far away, if you love the Lord, you will do what? You will hate evil in whatever form. Just like in the cases we've had now, somebody's business, you know, somebody's hospital. So it's not your own because what some people tell you is, is it your own? It's not a problem of whose own it is. It's that I hate evil. Why do I hate evil? I love good. You can love good and love evil. It's not possible. <laughs> do you understand what I mean? So if you're good, part of the thing of being good is that it's going to cost you hatred of evil. And I think that's what, what helped you know, our sisters and our brothers. If you are truly good, you can't accept evil. People will call you hard, difficult, and all of that. But it's just a consequence of being good. The same way if you really meet the bad people, anything good will irritate them. Being good will be like you're peppering them because they're just, you're convicting them. Praise the Lord. So when we see that that is the normal thing, you don't make excuses for it. So they say, ah, but can't you even relax? You can't relax because you love good. You hate evil. It's like, you know, I had a music, you know, director sometime, Pastor Sammy Brown. His ear is so tuned to the right thing. This thing that some of these people are playing, he will stop the praise and worship. Once you just go off, you just see him, he'll run. This is how he walks. He'll just... <laughs> because... His ear, do you understand me? Where I am, I'll say, What's this man, you know, tearing his shirt for? Because I don't know the good. Because I don't know the good, I can't also know the. Uh-huh. If you don't know the right key, you won't know the wrong key. But when you know the right thing, the wrong thing will just jump out for you. The same thing with English. You know, the reason why somebody shoots bullets and some of us don't know is that we don't know English very well. But, you know, some English teachers that are here, I don't want to look in their direction. After the summer month, she will list them for me. You say this one, it's supposed to be this. You say this one. Then she'll say, look at what that person... I said, what the person said is okay. She said, no, the person... I said, eh. You see, I don't know the good. So, also what? I can't know the evil. <laughs> Praise God. But when you know, that's what light does. When light comes, what light does the separation? It just gives demarcation. If you turn off the light here now and you say, let's exit the hall, we're going to be running into chairs and all of that. Why? Because you now can't see the way. Because you can't see the way, you go the wrong way. But once you can see the way, you know this is wrong. So the reason we people compromise and all is that they've not opened their eyes. You don't know the cost. You don't know the implications of evil. If you sat down and began to understand, just like a few of the instances we looked at now, the case of the hospital, imagine bringing unqualified Indians here. The people that they will kill, 
Imagine a building, you know, where there's compromise all the way. But for that, you've gotten car, you've gotten land, you've gotten car that if you got a car in 2014, by now it's going to be eight years old. You won't be proud of it. Okay, so God will just um, keep us wise. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, Genesis 17 verse 1 says, um, uh, God speaking to Abraham, says, Now Abraham was 99 years old, and the Lord appeared to Abraham, saying, I am almighty God, walk before me and be blameless. You know, this statement can be the beginning and the end creed for every Christian. Some things we need to know. Our God, your God, my God, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ is almighty. Which means he's omnipotent, he's omnipresent, and he's omniscient. He has factored everything in because, you know, sometimes you, you're learning something that I say, ah, is this thing doable? He is almighty. He says, is there anything, what, too hard for me? So he said to Abraham, I am almighty God. Your business is to walk before me and be what? And be in essence, he says, let me handle it. Praise the Lord. Children of God, let God handle, obey him and let God do what? Let him handle it. Like our brother said, if it's peanuts that I have, God can multiply the peanuts. You understand? God works in amazing ways. You know, part of the challenge we have in our time is that we think miracles are only those that are caught done in front of the congregation. No, miracles happen all the time. Sometimes I've sh shared with us the testimony at a time we're going through very difficult, you know, financial, you know, uh, um, situation. We hosted the governors. We didn't have it in a lot of money. We didn't have money. But we had to host and we hosted. People of God, <laughs> the food we cooked did not finish. The meat did not finish. We opened fridge. I know the size of the fridge. We eat today. We hosted governors on Sunday. For days, we were eating and eating and eating. I know governors, when they come to pastor's house. So it wasn't as if... The food did not finish. Why? Because if it finished, it would have been a serious problem. We didn't have the money. So God made sure the food remained. Are you getting what I'm saying? God is able to sustain his own. The challenge is that many of us that are trusting God for something now are trusting that God must come through this way. But he's omnipotent, he's omniscient, he's omnipresent. Okay, so he might not come in the way you're expecting him to come, but he will come. Like we learned today, he says his strength is made perfect in our weakness. He says my grace is sufficient for you. For every child of God, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ is always what? Sufficient. And, and that's why, I, you know, last Wednesday when I was talking about uh, the testimony uh, Deacon Charles shared, I said that's why I have to be careful to follow the Holy Spirit. Because, you see, there are situations you may be going through that if you ask me for cancer, now, because I don't know the grace available to you, if I use human love, you know, human concern, I might give you a cancer that sounds compassionate, but it has led you out of the will of God. Praise the Lord. You know, these things are noisy. Like last Wednesday, when I was talking about people who, you know, are getting young lady, ladies that are getting mature, and this issue of they must have a child, so they must have someone to their name. The world is now adv you know, adv advising IVF and all of that, go and do this and get a donor and all of that. Now, if you ask me, 
I may not be able to answer you. I think that question, I'll just do, mm, I won't say anything. Because if I say A, you say I'm, I'm not considerate. My wife has uh, children. If I say B, I can lead you completely out of God's will. So do as the Lord leads you. O-Y-O. You understand what I'm saying? Because, you see, God is your God. is our God. You understand what I'm saying? So he himself has said, I will not allow you to be what? Tempted beyond what you can bear. So for every circumstance and situation you are in, God knows you are there. So just obey him. Praise the Lord. He's that dependable. Okay? Now, to obey God and to survive those situations, we have to put the scriptures together. Okay? So that's why, like on Sunday, we talked about godliness with what? With contentment is great gain. There there are some things that if you miss that scripture, you will kill yourself. There are some of us that if we sat down, you know, and had coffee with the devil, we'll just commit suicide. Because our station in life now doesn't look like what we planned. Because based on your plan by now, you know, your office should have been the seventh floor of a skyscraper with a window overlooking Asso Rock or Atlantic Ocean. That's what you planned. You understand? But where you are now, God is giving you grace. But if you switch out of that grace, the devil will tell you your mates, where your mates are. But he won't tell you your mates that are mad in Obuete Market. He won't tell you your mates that are buried. So you can be looking and say, my mates, my mates, my mates. Which of the mates are you talking about? Some time ago, I realized that one of the ladies in my set, in secondary school, you know, she went mad. I mean, normal girl, pretty girl, she's not well. Now, if there is someone in her set that is, you know, feeling I'm this, I'm not my, which one would you prefer? Now, it doesn't, we don't know. Just, let's just walk before God and be blameless. Praise the Lord. Yes. If we can be on this side of eternity and jesus saves us brethren there's nothing more to add many years ago my pastor our pastor then pastor tony said that if god did nothing for him again that he will serve god for the rest of his life and that is the truth do you know what it means to have your sins forgiven do you know what it means to be born again to be a citizen of heaven do you know what it means, like we saw in that scripture where we read, you know, in, in Job 20, what it means to pray and they will answer you. To be a reason why they will free somebody. One who is not innocent is going to be delivered. Do you know what it means, the relationship we have with God? People do all kinds of things to enter into a group in a society. I've become a this, I've become a this, I've been initiated into. You have been initiated into the kingdom of the sons of God. Praise the Lord. When you come in now, angels say, son of God is here, daughter of God is here. That's who you are. So God said to Abraham, walk before me and be what? And be blameless. At that time, there was no, no Isaac. But he said, don't worry. Because you had tried to do things on your own. That's why we're still suffering the problem we're suffering. He said, leave this thing to me. I knew it was you and um, Sarah when I made the promise. I didn't say, Abraham, I'm going to give you a seed. Search and find uh, another wife. Did he, he didn't say that. But he found, and we have Ishmael, up to today, we are paying the price. <laughs> May God forgive Abraham and forgive us for our own part. I mean. <laughs> okay? And the New Testament part of it says in Romans 8.1, it 
It says, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So for me as a child of God, my assignment should be what? Walk in the spirit. Make sure I'm walking in the spirit. There is no condemnation. Someone says, ah, hey, I know you are. Ah, your mates are this. Tell them hallelujah. Thank God now Jesus Christ is living in me. What else? If I go higher, will he, what is going to happen? Are you getting what I'm saying? There is no condemnation to those who, are in Christ, who do not walk after the flesh. But walk, what, what is going to condemn you? You don't have this. You're not married. You don't have children. You don't have this. They don't know your name. I told you what happened. You, you, know, you know the enemy can just deal with you. I met my in-law, you know, one of my in-laws some time ago, about this a long time ago, maybe about 15, some many years ago, after we started the father. So I was witnessing to this lady, okay, come to church. She said, what's the name? I mentioned, she said, I don't know that name now. That means work harder, work harder. She said, I don't, I haven't heard it. I'm not hearing it. <laughs> Do you understand? He said, I'm not. Now some people... That will make somebody go, and like, like someone was telling me, you know, in, in Lagos, that, you know, mm, this, this man of God called these people. I said, what's going on? You know, our, this thing is not powering. This number, this number. I said, the man needs, he needs cancer. Let me talk to him. Because you see, what you should be checking all the time is, is the Lord you're serving pleased with you? People kill themselves. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in who do not walk after the flesh? Simple. Just make sure you're in him and you're walking in the spirit. He knows where you are. He can change everything in one moment. Isn't that what he did for Joseph? In one moment, one day, Joseph woke up. The same day he was prime minister. And you see, to understand the miracle of Joseph's promotion, you need to understand what is going on. The Egyptians considered the Jews an abomination. The Jews were primarily um, sh- uh, shepherds, uh, headsmen. To the Egyptians, cow and all of that, I think that the opposite of India, the way Indians worship cow, that's how the Egyptians detest anything. Okay? So for them to take a Jew and make him prime minister, it meant that no, there was no way out. Are you getting me? But God did that. And what was Joseph's imputing it? He was just walking before the Lord blameless that's it so when we teach these things we're not saying that god won't lift you we're saying let him lift you just a little difference let him lift you let him handle the lifting praise the lord you'll be occupied with the walking so that you can look young you can be peaceful do you understand you can sleep well praise the lord you can rejoice always amen praise god Okay, so 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 5 says, You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. This is who we are. I'm a child of light. I'm made in him. I've been blessed to be a child of light. Why should I envy the people in darkness? What do they have that I want? Like a preacher would say, say, There's nothing in hell that I want. What in hell do I want? There's nothing in hell you want. We are sons of light. We are sons of the day. Let's remain there. Our Lord Jesus speaking in John 11, he says, Are there not 12 hours in the day? Say, if any man walks in the day, he does not stumble. Okay? So, 
let's just know this is who we are and stay there. Okay, thank God when you come here, is there anybody that comes here and feels uncomfortable because he's not married, she's not married, or you don't have money? Anybody, do I make anybody uncomfortable like that? So what's, who is bothering you? Do you understand? Let me tell you. Part of the reasons we, we don't push a lot of things is so that the spirit will be, you know, happy with us. Some of the engineer testimonies, I came to this commission and I did this and I did that. Hallelujah. It's marketing. In that process, because the whole story is not told, a lot of people, genuine people, carry condemnation. Oh God, why? And this person says, I came, and the man of God blew, and the man of God did, and I did that. And, but that is one out of a thousand in that situation, without the whole story being told. And by the way it's now advertised, it's as though the other 999 have a problem. Which is not so. Because everyone has his time. Everyone has his own, you know, program in the eyes of God. The only thing that should be common with us is what they say the kingdom is. Righteousness, peace, and what? Joy. That one is today, tomorrow, yesterday. There is no off on that one. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, you, you know, you, you come, you become a billionaire overnight. Hallelujah. The person that is undergoing 1,000 years eh, might be more pleasing to God in that season. I, is someone getting what I'm saying? So just know that this is who, let's just walk. Are there not 12 hours in the day? If any man walks in, just be walking in the day. God knows where you are. God knows when to give you a testimony for the encouragement, for your encouragement, and for the encouragement of the brethren who have seen your faithfulness over time. Do you understand what I'm saying? You know, I don't know if I've told you the story how, when we're sharing testimony, one con man, one con man came. I don't know how it happened, but he came and observed. And there was a lady who was an usher. So the usher shared testimony. How they gave her double promotion or triple promotion. And she was now earning social amount of money. And an extra to play with. Okay. This guy went. Bought some nice suits. Grew beard. Came to me first. And said, Pastor, that he wants to share a testimony with me privately. That he has lived a bad life. But God has touched him. He's now a new person. <laughs> I, I was so happy. God has touched him, you know, that he had, you know, issues with women, all of that. But now, he just wants to settle down. In a couple of weeks, he spotted the sister that had millions to play with. And if you have come to tell pastor that your life has been changed... What else now? You need a woman to help you to stabilize. That's how this brother, this man, I can't even call him a brother, married this lady. But before the marriage was coming, the things he had done started coming. But you see, he so planned it that whatever they were saying about it, this boy is married though, this man is married, this man has wife here, this man has wife here. But he had told me he lived a bad life. So it was as though... It was his enemies from yesterday coming into his today. And God has prospered him. They want to hinder him. <laughs> May God have mercy on us. Do you understand? That's how the brother took the game. Ate her money. Ate her money. Ate her money. People have heart too. 
<laughs> people have heart. Okay, so why do the heathen rage and the people plot a vain thing? Psalm 2. You see, we are in a war. We have an enemy. Praise the Lord. Darkness does not slow down. Any space darkness sees, it will take. As we are now, the enemy is plotting against me individually. Is plotting against individuals. Plotting against us. Is plotting against us as a church. Is plotting against us as a nation. You know, recently we had the issue of the Islamic agenda and all of that. They've been on that forever. Okay. The issue is what is the provision for us, and that's what we began to learn on Sunday. Praise the Lord. However, the thing that we need to understand is that the enemy of the church both Nigerian and world over, has inflicted more severe wounds on the church using subtle attacks than the physical persecution, the one we know about. And what are these subtle attacks? Very simple, ease. You know, where there's a lot of ease. You notice that the experiences of the northern church in Nigeria, the church in the north, has made them produce more faithful believers. Do you know that? If you see the believers from there, you can see their faith. It's sincere. It's pure. They believe Jesus. But the believers that are coming from, you know, the southern part, because of the ease and the comfort, God loves them by the size of car that he blessed them with and the contract they want. So someone like Leah Sharibu can come out from a northern congregation. But can we find such as a Leah in the southern congregation? Are there going to be people with such sincere faith? Because ease has a way of weakening the church. Because we forget that this world is hostile ground. No matter how comfy the world becomes to us, it's still what? Hostile ground. No matter how comfy the world becomes to us, we must still be expecting that trumpet sound. Praise the Lord. Oh, yes. You know, uh, someone told me that... Um, I can't remember. I don't know whether it was a bishop or you. Someone went to, a pastor went to dedicate a church for one of his members. And after looking at the whole house, he asked the person, will you still be ready to go if Jesus comes? <laughs> you understand? Will you still be ready? Because the world, Amos 6, one, please. It says, what to those who are these in Zion? The, the enemy has, you know, brought in ease and comfort and prosperity. That's what happened with the American church. You know, just brought in so much ease. So at the time, I remember some years ago, you're watching, you know, TBN and all of that. The, some preacher took time to preach on his wristwatch. How expensive it was. You know, all kinds of things because there's no persecution. Everything is okay. You know, and then our Lord Jesus told us the parable of the rich man whose, whose field brought much in Luke 12 verse 19. What did he say? Luke 12, 19. He said, so. He said, take your ease. I'll say to my soul, you have many goods laid up. He said, take your ease. Eat, drink, and be merry. How many people do we see in the scripture that Jesus said, now your soul is required of you? So ease is a way of attack that is brought on the church. I'm saying that to say that if we're in a place where we are having issues and we are needing to pray, we are needing to fast, we are needing to check what God is saying, we're in a good place because we are more sensitive to heaven. Praise the Lord, somebody. Yes, God will be giving us rest, but not ease. Because ease will bring complacency. Okay? The next one is friendship. You know, some time ago also, you know, I heard that um, 
some magazine wrote, it's interesting how these things begin to come up. How magazines now start writing the five, ten richest pastors. How many of us saw any of the magazines? Okay. So, and one pastor was angry that how can they write ten richest pastors and he's not there. Do they know what he has? And James 4, verse 4, says something. It says, friendship with the world, adulterers and adulteresses. Do you not know that friendship with the world is what? Is enmity with God. Whoever, therefore, wants to be a friend of the world makes himself what? An enemy of God. When the world begins to give awards, the world that crucified your master is giving you a word. Check out now. Can you give us that in NLT, the Living Bible, any other translation? Friendship with the world. It says, adulterers, don't you realize that friendship would make you an enemy of God? I say, if you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. Give us another one. Yeah, this is actually the one I'm looking for. It says, you're like an unfaithful wife who loves her husband's enemies. Don't you realize that making friends with God's enemies, the evil pleasures of this world, make you an enemy of God? What is wrong with being friends? You know, just being in, in tune with the world. Let them say nice things about you. You're checking publicity ratings, popularity ratings. What's your business with that? I get him what I'm saying. He says, once you begin to do that, he says, God isn't happy. Give us the amplified. He says, you're like unfaithful wives, having illicit love affairs with the world and breaking your marriage vow to God. That, that's how God takes us. We are his own. He doesn't want you to desire. Now, what, what does it mean by saying friendship with the world? Does it mean you have a bad testimony with the world? No. It means expecting their validation. It means wanting to count in their scale. You know, when you have friends, you do things for friends. You make provision. You make adjustments for friends. That's what he's saying. When the church began to adjust, when people began to adjust, to the system, to the values, making provisions, making adjustments, you know, liking, copying, replicating the things of the world. He said, from heaven, God looks and he's not happy. He's saying, what's going on there? Look at our music. Look at a lot of things we do. We, we just want to be as close as possible. God says, no, I don't like it. Now, the danger of all of that is this. Isaiah 39 verse 1. Is that God... You know, there are some things you see in God and you, you just want to be careful. In Isaiah 39, from verse 1, this is the account of Hezekiah was sick and God sent the prophet to tell him, put your house in order for you're about to die. Now, Hezekiah cried to the Lord and said, Lord, have mercy, please. Remember how I served you. And while the prophet was going, God sent him back and said, go to Hezekiah and tell him I've given him 15 years. So Hezekiah's health was restored. 15 years was added to his life. Now, verse 1 here, this is what happened. At that time, Merodach Baladan, the son of Baladan, king of Babylon, sent letters and a present to Hezekiah. For he had heard that he had been sick and had recovered. Okay? And Hezekiah was pleased with them, was so excited. And he began to show them the house of his treasures, the silver, the gold, the spices, and precious ointment. Isn't this what you do with friends? And all his armory, all that was found among his treasures, there was nothing in his house or in his dominion that Hezekiah didn't show them. His Babylonian friends. Three. Then God sent Isaiah the prophet. 
And he said to him, what did these men that came? From where did they come? He says, ah, they are my friends. They came from a far country. Continue verse 4. And he said to him, what have they seen in your house? Hezekiah answered, I said, they've seen all that is in my house. There is nothing among my treasures that I have not shown them. Okay. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, hear the word of the Lord of hosts. The days are coming when all that is in your house and what your fathers have accumulated until this day shall be carried to Babylon. Nothing shall be left, says the Lord. You see, when you read the Bible, you know the character of God. Does this thing look bad in your eyes? I just have a friend. He came and showed him. But you see, the attitude in that showing is we are pallies. You cannot be pally with Babylon and be pally with God. That's what he's saying. It's marriage. God is jealous. Every loving husband is jealous. Every loving wife is jealous. You might know a few couples where there is no jealousy. Do you know any? I know. And they're not serious. No, they're not serious. Anywhere you see a genuine couple, they'll be jealous for one another. I know, uh, you, if you just think, those ones that are not jealous, ah, my wife, don't worry, let her go. It's because he wants to go. Let her go so he can go. You tell the wife, ah, your husband, say, ah, okay, don't worry, let him. It's because she wants him to go so he can go. And some people will be confused, thinking, ah, they're, they're not free. There's nothing binding. It's a loose relationship. It's as simple as that. God is jealous. Can you imagine for showing them, God said, eh, you show them. Okay. That's it. Hezekiah was a good boy. Was a good man. Okay. So friendship with the world. Because as we are talking about being light, we have to understand it totally. And why are all these things so important for us? Is that in spiritual warfare, you know, with spiritual warfare, the things we bother about, we shouldn't bother about them. I was speaking to someone who was doing some job for me yesterday. And he said uh, the son was sick. You know, and they thought the child was teething, and then they realized that it was, whatever, it wasn't teething or whatever. And then they went to one prophet, and the prophet or pastor told them that it's the people from the village. And now that someone is cursing the child from the village, and now told them the prayers they will pray. I, I had to sit down and start explaining to him how these things work. But you see, that might sound very extreme for us, but the way a lot of times believers expect things to happen, you know, shows they don't understand the way these things work. So quickly, I want to say about Balak and Balaam. How many of us know Balak and Balaam? Okay, this is what happened. Balak is the king of Moab. Okay, when Israel came out of Egypt, they were conquering nations, conquering nations, conquering nations. When they were getting to Moab, Moab being a very smart guy, Balak, the king of Moab being a very smart guy, went and hired Balaam. Balaam was a prophet for hire. He worked for everybody. You know, his case, I haven't fully understood him because he has access to God. Do you understand? So that's why when you say uh, the man is a man of God, is he a man like Balaam? You know, people can easily get confused. So king of uh, Moab called Balak and said, please, called um, Balaam and said, come and curse these people. And he mentioned these demands. They gave it to him. Verse 9 and 10. 29, 9 and 10. This is what happened. He called Balaam to curse. Oh, okay. Anyway, so 22. Okay. L- let me make the point from there. You see, he called Balaam to curse the people of Israel. And God said, 
I will not listen to him. God said, I will not listen to him. God, God is saying here, for a curse, for a spiritual, for a witch, for a wizard, eh? for any name they call them, to be able to put anything on you, yeah, they have to pass through me. Numbers twenty-two, twelve. Okay, thank you. <clears throat> he says, and God said what? God said, I will not listen to Balaam's cause. So it means that causes are international dialed from hell. When they curse it, heaven has to look at the curse and say, from where? Say, from hell. Against who? You say again, Edo? Come on, get out here. Do you understand? So, Balaam's curse needed to get to God to hear, to approve. (laughs) Child of God, only one thing is needful. I am the almighty. Walk before me and be what? And be blameless. So, both spiritual or physical. It says, no weapon formed against you shall what? Prosper. Every tongue that rises up against you shall. People are so quick to imagine. And the same way now on the other side. How can you be living in disobedience and be shakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakak
instead of course, instead of juju, instead of voodoo, he changed it to doctrine and teaching. Let me say doctrine and teaching. Say, I will be careful to the doctrine and the teaching that I receive. What curse could not do, doctrine did. That's why when you see people hearing all kinds of things, there is no worse curse. When a man thinks that I can sin, anyhow, I am the righteousness of God. I am above sin. If I just sin, I wash it off. What are you talking about? They are teaching you Old Testament. I am in the new. The doctrine of Balaam accomplished what his curse could not accomplish. The teaching of Balaam, when he carried that out, see what happened. When he brought out in Numbers 25, when he taught them what he taught them and they responded in kind, it wasn't any other person that killed them. This is what happened. Numbers 25, verse 1, I read. He said, now Israel remained in Acacia Grove and the people began to commit halotry with the women of man. They invited the people to the sacrifice of their gods and the people ate and bowed down to them. He said, mix. What he canceled Moab is this. Curse is not working. Just mix with them. Be friends with them. Interact with them. Play with them. You know, smile with them. Laugh with them. Laugh at their jokes. Intermingle with them. Verse 3 says, So Israel was joined to Baal of Peor. And what happened immediately? And the anger of the Lord was aroused. These are people that God said, These ones are blessed. They cannot be cursed. But when light meets with darkness, what can the God of light do? Let's rise on our feet. I want us to cry to the Lord. You see, that Revelation 2.14... Okay, let's go back to 2.14. Let's see what happened there. It says, I have a few things against you because you have those who hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to put a stumbling block. Hallelujah. You see, the doctrine and teaching is so dangerous. Here it's called a stumbling block. Let let me tell you what some translations call. Message said, cost Balak to sabotage. You know what? A sabotage will cost you much more than what an army engaging you face on will cost you. It says, another translation says, message says sabotage. The other one says trip. NLT says to trip Israel. Another one says to ruin. The living Bible says to ruin Israel just by doctrine. You see, this mixture of light and darkness is our problem as a church in Nigeria. There is no... Islamic agenda, Fulani agenda, whatever, is nothing near God. But the challenge, like I told you, you know, after I had to go and cross-check the picture, I saw the picture. Did you see the picture of the man, the Imo state, this thing, with them in, in, in mosque? You didn't see it? Okay. At least I have the picture. This is somebody I know is a Christian. You will not see any of them in the spirit in church. Do you understand? But you see our own people. And then the same person will expect the power of God to come and fight for him. How will he do that? When you have intermingled. Tonight our prayer is, Lord, keep me in the light. Grace, O Lord, to stay in the light. There is power being in the light. The weakest, brothers and sisters, listen. The weakest light is stronger than the strongest darkness. 
this tiniest candle enter into a pitch dark room light it darkness will move what we need is light i want you to pray for yourself i want you to pray for your family i want you to pray for your finances that area where you do business i want you to pray for your career i want you to pray for your relatives in that environment lord i receive the grace to shine i receive the grace to shine because i see that light conquers darkness it says the light shone and darkness could not comprehend it it remains true today lord i receive grace i will not be caught in the trap i will not be ruined i will not be tripped i will not be sabotaged i receive the grace hey lord i receive grace i receive grace the words that you speak are spirit and life by this word oh lord i said become a testimony of light in the office where i walk and like we prayed on sunday the anointing will bring you make you a solution you will be a blessing you will have uncommon wisdom the bible says daniel was wiser than the teachers 10 times wiser lord in the technical aspects of the job you distinguish me i'll be set apart i will receive in spirit i will speak words that men will hear and say what contemporaries competitors will bow lord help me for your glory for your glory lord i want to shine i want to shine in the name of jesus christ one last prayer we'll take it from uh, luke 1 35 and 35 mary said to the angel how can this thing be some persons are here where you're coming from how can this thing be he says the power of the holy spirit will overshadow you i want you to receive that anointing i want you to receive a fresh feeling of the holy ghost to give you uncommon wisdom <laughs> to give you direction somebody is going to receive how to write a proposal how to rewrite it how to speak it who to meet and everything and the time to go you're going to be going another place the voice will say now go to that office and when you go it will be like the case of the woman the widow whose land was restored before the king god i received the anointing of the holy ghost to make me bring forth results suitable for this word that you have spoken to me thank you oh lord for i become a wonder in the mighty name of jesus christ thank you father in jesus christ's name we pray and god's people said you've been listening to a message by pastor ikenao keke of the father's church we are sure you've been blessed we invite you to worship with us at eden center banex guarimpa expressway near next kashinkari abuja for telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404 you can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org god bless you